Hey guys, it's Simmy, and this is Brussling Unlimited, as it's Monday, and that means tonight was Monday Night Raw. Of course, tonight's Monday Night Raw goes. I did actually really enjoy tonight's show. We got, what, three matches set for the Payback pay-per-view. We got other things going forward. I think we're going to get a fourth match from Raw on the pay-per-view as well. Pretty sure we're going to get that rematch of Gunter and Chad Gable, which, if that match is... Anywhere as good as the match was tonight, and we know because it's pay-per-view, it's going to be even better. Oh, I can't wait, but I thought it was a good Raw tonight. I enjoyed the entire show, and they did some, in my opinion, good things with building stuff up, but we got Luke over here as well. Luke, what did you think of tonight's show? I thought Raw tonight was, I thought it was an okay show. I'm not going to say it was a great show, but I did like that they did a good job of building stuff up for payback. I really did like that. Especially since payback is like, I want to say two weeks away. A week from Saturday. So basically two weeks, kind of. Week. Yeah. Yeah. So There's... they did a good job of setting things up for payback. So, which they need to start on that, like ASAP. Mm -hmm. So I, I did like that. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to say right off the bat, heel Nakamura just talking in Japanese and throwing a few English things in every so often that's so good that's so good like that whole video package they did with nakamura we'll get to it but it, it, it was really good i thoroughly did enjoy that but with that i want to say thank you guys for joining us here twitch.tv forward slash pw unlimited youtube.com forward slash processing unlimited and podcast services all around the globe like stitcher spotify google pod apple pod anchor iHeartRadio, and so much more remember if you're watching live on twitch you can help us out a couple of different ways you can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But also remember, it doesn't just have to be your Amazon Prime account. You take any Amazon Prime account, you link it to your Twitch account, bada bing, bada boom, your Prime Gaming, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncles, it doesn't even matter. Also remember, head over to YouTube, hit that join button, and become a channel member. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're pre-ordering a new game like EA Sports FC, buying a new game like Remnant 2, maybe you're claiming one of the free games, Black Book or Dodo Peak, or maybe you're getting Becky Lynch and, and Bianca Belair in Fortnite. When you do, use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Remember, Becky and Bianca are both in Fortnite right now. We don't know exactly how long they're going to stay available for. But when you go to Fortnite, go to the item shop, scroll all the way down to the bottom. It's going to ask you if you have a crater code. Put this one in, then scroll all the way back to the top and get Becky and Bianca. I do want to say thank you to everybody that has been doing it using our code. I really do appreciate that. That does help us out tremendously. Also, remember, head over to pwunlimited.co forward slash WrestleQuest. That game. Is coming out tonight, technically tomorrow, but honestly, I think the game should be going live to purchase 
in the next 30 minutes or so, if everything is going according to plan, it should be dropping at least on Steam at midnight Eastern. But it's also going to be on Xbox. It's also going to be on PlayStation, Switch, mobile devices through Netflix. And yeah, go play WrestleQuest. PWUnlimited.co forward slash WrestleQuest. We are represented in the game, so go check it out. But with that, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about that kicked off with Sammy Zayn. And this man just soaked all of this in. Sami Zayn kicks off the show in Quebec City, his home provenance. Now, I'm not from Canada, so what's the difference between a provenance and a city? Is a providence like a county? I don't know. Someone in the chat, correct me. Let me know. Also, um, Dwayne says, tell Luke to turn his mic up. That's on my end. I can turn him up. I had him turned down because I had I was recording something else with somebody, and so I had it turned down for other things, but we'll fix that once Luke starts talking. But Sami Zayn got a hero's welcome, thunderous ovation. And he went for about five minutes just soaking it all in. And then eventually he started talking. Zayn welcomed everybody to Monday Night Raw in French and then was, well, interrupted by Judgment Day. Judgment Day surrounded the ring. Finn actually came out with them because he hadn't been the last couple of weeks. And they surrounded the ring. They all got up on the apron and Sammy laughed going... <laughs> Really? You thought I would come to Quebec alone? And out would come Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens would make his way out to the ring. Owens took out Dominic Mysterio and Finn Balor, chucking them both into the barricade. Zayn avoided a Damian Priest choke slam, and Owens gave Priest a stunner. Owens got a massive ovation from the crowd, as we hadn't seen him in about a month now, I think it is. It's about, been about a month that Kevin's been out of action. Technically, I mean, he did work last Friday at Dark Match at SmackDown, and then he worked Saturday, a live event show as well. But it's been about a month on television. We haven't seen him. Owen said that it's been far too long since he's had a match on Raw. So he wants to challenge any two members of the Judgment Day to take on the tag team champions in the main event tonight. Judgment Day seemed to be on board. Owens then swore at them in French, and the crowd cheered. What do you think of this opening segment of Monday Night Raw? I will say, I'm honestly glad that Kevin Owens isn't out <laughs> long-term because I was honestly worried that he was going to be out long-term and they would have to strip them of the tag titles. So, so, so on that, real fast, real fast. We knew he wasn't going to be out, at least I assumed, he wasn't going to be out long-term just for the fact that he was able to work with the injury prior to taking time off. And when WWE realized, or Triple H or whatever, Hey, we're not going to have a tag title match at SummerSlam. So why doesn't Kevin take time off to try and heal? So that's the whole thing of it. When I when we found that out, then we knew it wasn't going to be for long. And I, I like the reaction that Sami Zayn got. I oh, really yeah. did. That was just fan freaking tastic right there. But also, you know, cool that they don't have to strip them the titles because yeah. I was really worried that that was going to happen. And that would suck for them. Right? Because it's like, we saw Kevin was out nursing a rib injury. Then Sammy had that elbow thing that it doesn't look that bad this week. Actually, I didn't even notice the bursa sack. So hopefully he's all cleared up from that. But he was able to work with that injury as well. So, yeah, all seems good for the tag team champions. 
lot of people thought that Sami Zayn injury was like a torn tricep, the same thing that John yeah. Cena had. No. I can see no, why people just... I can see why people would think that though. Yeah, but it's nothing serious, so everyone's good. So WWE announced and thanks to the fans for WrestleMania ticket sales. They have broken the all-time gate record, selling well over $21 million in tickets. Michael Cole said tonight they have passed 92,000 tickets sold. And this is the last time I'm going to say this because I saw people again tonight on Twitter. You can't compare WWE selling 92,000 tickets to a two-night event to AEW selling about 80,000 to a one-night event. So, not comparable at all, because if we take just one night of WrestleMania, then maybe we get about 50,000 right now. Now, granted, WWE could do more than AEW and Wembley by the time WrestleMania rolls around for one night, because the I think the attendance record in Lincoln Financial Field was a 2018, we looked it up earlier on the wrap-up, it was a 2018 Taylor Swift concert with 107,000 people in attendance. So it's possible. It's possible, depending on the stage and where the ring is placed and everything. But, yeah. Don't, right now at least, try to compare, oh, AEW is saying that it's the biggest wrestling show of all time with 80,000. WWE has already done 91, 92. No. 91, 92 for two nights, not one. So it's the last time I'm going to address that. It's like the fourth time I've done it. Because I keep seeing people talking about it uneducatedly on Twitter. I feel like it's mainly just the people just trying to, like, poke fun at AEW, though. Oh, for sure. I'm going to sneeze here for a second. Whew. Excuse me. Um, this then led to a tag team match. It was Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods of the New Day taking on Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle. Now, did we actually get a winner? Or was this like a double DQ? Because both teams got laid out by the Viking Raiders. But I never heard, and your winners are, yet, I mean, if you want to be technical, Drew and Riddle got attacked first. So they should be the winners? I would I would call it double DQ. Yeah, no? No contest? I mean, they did kind of say, like, here are your winners, but then, like, the they? New Day got attacked. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, so I didn't hear that then. Because I know Kofi at one point was going for the pin on Riddle, but I didn't notice, and I maybe I zoned out and wasn't fully paying attention. I didn't notice if the ref actually counted the three or not. Because if that's the case, then New Day should be the winners. So McIntyre, this match itself went nine and a half minutes. McIntyre tossed Kofi and Woods all around the ring. Uh, Riddle was pumped and gave McIntyre a big hug at one point to where Drew hugged him and then gave him a belly-to-belly over the top rope to the outside on top of New Day. That was pretty funny and very innovative. I mean, we've seen stuff sort of like that before, but I like the way they did it. Um, McIntyre then grabbed, oh, I already read that, um, McIntyre smiled, Riddle was excited, give him a big old thumbs up, and we went to a break. Coming back, New Day were in control, over Riddle, 
Kingston came off the top, but Riddle nailed him in the face with a lifting knee strike. Riddle then gave Woods an avalanche um, fisherman's suplex. Before Riddle could even attempt to go for the hot tag, though, Erica the Viking Raiders would yank McIntyre off the apron as it seemed as if Kofi Kingston was about to go for the pin. He had did hit the trouble in paradise, and then everything broke down. Again, maybe Kofi got the pin, but I didn't notice. Uh, Fonzie says New Day did win. Okay, so I just didn't... I wasn't paying 100% attention, I guess. But New Day win, and then both teams get attacked by the Viking Raiders. Any thoughts on the match itself? A lot of it was under commercial. Yeah, it was under commercial a lot, but... I mean, cool that we got to see the New Day win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm okay with those results, but and I I feel really bad for the Viking Raiders because I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I'm pretty sure next week the New Day they're going to be facing the Viking Raiders again. Yes, pretty sure. Yeah, they and, said that on later on. But it's pretty obvious New Day is going to pick up that victory, which sucks for the Viking Raiders. Though. <laughs> As we move on. Jackie Redman interviewed J.D. McDonough and Finn Balor in the back. She asked if McDonough's involvement was creating more tension within the Judgment Day. McDonough said, you know, I've known Finn just about all my life. He's more like an older brother to me than anything. And I hope that my involvement actually can make Judgment Day stronger. Balor was offended by Jackie's question and reminded her that they laid out Zane and Rhodes last week thanks to J.D. Ripley then interrupted and was like, hey, we need to go talk. We need to get on the same page, this and that. And then JD looked like he was going to walk with them. This was weird. I don't know if this happened for anybody else, but JD was going to walk with him. She goes, no. And then all of a sudden it cuts, and it's like, tomorrow night, NXT Heat Wave. And I'm like, well, that was kind of weird. Did that happen to you? Just a randomly just, Rhea said, no, and then it cut quick to an NXT commercial? I didn't notice that for me. Yeah, so granted, I was watching on the USA Network website on my computer. And so when they go to commercial or when they're during commercial, their commercials are a little different sometimes. So maybe whoever's running that stream hit the commercial button half a second too early or something. But like Rhea put her hand on JD's chest like right here like, no, you're not coming with. And she's like, no, tomorrow night. And I'm like, whoa, well, that was kind of abrupt. The more yeah, I, think I noticed that, I'm pretty sure I was doing dishes. Gotcha. At that point, but I, I don't think I noticed that. But yeah, more tension with JD McDonough, and it it builds even later on in the night. So I don't know where this is going to lead to. Someone's getting kicked out. I doubt they're adding a fifth member. Is it Finn getting kicked? Is it Damien getting kicked? I feel like it's going to be Damien. I know a lot of people. I've seen reports saying like, oh, like Damian Priest is going to get kicked out of the Judgment Day. They're going to add JD. Then, then like I saw other reports saying that like WWE has no plans of like, kicking anybody out of the Judgment Day. Because there are no reports. Like the reports are fake reports. I've seen those reports saying, oh, Damian Priest is going to get kicked out of Judgment Day and turn babyface. Yeah, those are all made up stuff. That's not from anybody credible. It's from like a e-wrestling news or something that makes stuff up. Brad Shepard. Oh, don't get me started on that guy. I'm pretty sure he blocked me on Twitter because I told him his stories were fake. Cool. He's only had two real stories. The XFL one, and I think there was a Goldberg story he got right. Other than that, I don't think he's 
gotten anything else correct. Maybe like semi-correct on certain things, but yeah, no. The guy's horrible. Or stuff that's like already been reported and he tries to claim it. Yeah. Oh, well, I, so-and-so reported this because I told them that in DMs and they stole it from me. Which that does happen because I've had stories by top wrestling reporters stolen from me. I'll just say it. I mean, it does happen. Uh, we got a Shayna Baszler showcase video showing her beating the crap out of people. I did like some of the spots here. They made it look like Mortal Kombat. As far as like, I think there was one spot where she kneed Natalia in the face and they like cut it to make it look like her um, skeleton head and like her jaw breaking and this and that. And there was one or two other spots like that as well. She said at one point, I'm not here to be your hero. I'm here to set it all on fire. I liked it. Hyping up Shayna Baszler as a badass killer. Basically going back to her old like NXT days. Yep. Which is great. I love. No, 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 no. One of the, when when Shayna Baszler was the NXT Women's Champion, I felt like she was one of, if not the best female in the company. In my opinion, at least. Oh, she was. She really was. Mm. The Gunther cut a promo only back. The really, like, only person that could really beat her for that the title back then was probably Becky. Yeah. I mean, Rhea eventually did, but. Rhea hadn't even I hit. I miss black and gold. Oh, I miss yeah. black and gold in NXT. I really do. Uh, Gunther cut a promo backstage. He said he was building his lifelong legacy, and Chad Gable would make a name at his expense. Wouldn't make a name at his expense. Gable's fairy tale was going to end tonight. Byron Saxon then interviewed Gable, Otis, and Maxine, who both stepped in to talk very highly of Chad Gable. Maxine, or Otis, was like, if there's anybody more deserving for this opportunity, it's Master Gable. Maxine says she wouldn't be where she is today without Chad Gable. Gable then blushed and said, well, there's only one last thing I need to say before we go out there. Thank you. And so he went out for his IC title match. WWE then talked about how John Cena is returning. John Cena will be on the September 1st edition of SmackDown. Not this week, but next week. And according to Cena, he's working Superstar Spectacle and is going to have a match. Because he said he's going to wrestle for the first time in India. So I wonder who he takes on. I know that show is going to be a Raw-branded show. So what do we get? Him versus Austin Theory again? The Miz? I don't know. Gotta be Grayson Waller. He's a SmackDown guy, though. I mean, I wouldn't do that because it's not going to be televised. I would save, if they're going to do something John Cena, Grayson Waller again, I would save it for TV. So maybe they could do that on the SmackDown. Yeah, I'd probably... I don't know. They kept teasing that that match might be on like a premium live event, though. But this isn't that. This India show is not televised. It's just a house show in well, India. I assume, I assume it'll probably be someone like an Austin Theory then. Yeah. <clears throat> um, ba, 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 ba. We then have the Intercontinental title match. It's a 13-minute match. This match was good. Like, really good. The Gunter dropped Gable back first onto the, uh, onto the top of the barricade, and Gable just barely got back in the ring to break the nine count. This was after... Not much happened before the first break, so that's why I didn't really have any notes for that. 
Agunta used a double underhook suplex for a two and whipped him hard into the corner, Gable that is. Gable was so beaten up that Gunter tried another Irish whip and Gable collapsed. Gunter mockingly kicked him, so Gable fired back with some kicks of his own before applying an armbar between the ropes. Gable came off the top, but Gunter chopped him back down with a clothesline for a two. Gunter then hit another clothesline for a two. Gable countered another clothesline attempt into a crucifix pin for a two. Gunther then applied a sleeper, but Gable got to his feet with Gunther on his back. Gable fought back with a running forearm and a back suplex. Gable then blocked a knee strike at one point and applied an ankle lock, but Gunther kicked his way out of it. Gable then tackled Gunther and hammered away at him. Gable hit a few chops and a German suplex for a two. The crowd started chanting, this is awesome. And yeah, at this point, this match was great. Gable then set up for a moonsault, but Gunther shoved him off the top to the outside. Gable ducked a chop, and Gunther chopped the ring post after he had beaten the crap out of Chad at uh, ringside a few few moments earlier. Gable then gave Gunther a German suplex over the barricade into the timekeeper's area, which, holy crap, did that look good. Gable then barely slid into the ring. The ref counts nine. The ref counts ten. Chad Gable's the winner. Now here's the weird thing. Gable's the winner, but Gable's also a moron. Because Gable starts celebrating. But because he won by countout, he's not the champion. Now, granted, nobody gave him the belt, so it's not like he celebrated with the belt and then we go from there. But, like, there we're, we're getting a rematch. I, I am wholehearted. They didn't say it, but I'm pretty sure we're going to get a rematch. Because Gable did technically win, but he didn't win the belt. I think what they're doing is, and I think, correct me in the chat if I'm wrong... Um, what's Gunther got like 11, 13, no, I think they said 13 days before he breaks the record. So, we can go from there. Also, um, Jonathan Clouda in the chat, you're correct. He says Austin Theory's a SmackDown guy. I forgot. So, it most likely wouldn't be Austin Theory facing John Cena in India. But, what did you think of the match and the whole... Gable won, but didn't win the belt. Uh, I'm pretty sure I tweeted this, but like, yeah, I they made Gable look like a moron here. Like, 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 why are you celebrating? Yeah, you won the match, but you didn't win the title. So, like, why the heck are you celebrating here, bud? Exactly. Like, I get being happy you won, but then, and maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. Gable didn't even do the whole, oh, crap. Yeah, I won, but I didn't win the belt. Oh, I'm not too happy. Alfonso says 18 days. Well, how many days till payback? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Those 12 days to payback. Gunter wouldn't have broken the record yet, so no. We can do Chad, Gable, and Gunter again at payback, but I kind of want Chad to win. Maybe, I don't know. We could do it again at payback regardless. But yeah, it was just weird that I mean, he celebrated as if he won. Like, he won. He won. No, don't take that away from him. But then he should have done the whole, yeah, I won. Oh, crap. That was count out. Oh, I don't get the belt. I mean, uh, I wouldn't mind Chad Gable winning the IC title. I think that would be really great for him. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know if he'd be the right guy to beat Gunther. Right. I mean, 
Maybe because he's gotten a lot of people behind him over the last couple of weeks. We do know next week he's facing Ludwig Kaiser. That match was announced later in the show. So they're still doing they're still doing the Alpha Academy Imperium stuff. Like that's not done with just because Gunther kept the belt. I wonder how long they keep the belts on Gunther after he beats Honky Tonk right? record. Like, like he, it's that's, ine- my big, that's my biggest question. It's inevitable he's beaten the record. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But how many how many days is the record itself? I'm gonna look that up. Intercontinental Championship. Um, so Honky Tonk's record is, why can't I find, oh, here we go. List of Intercontinental Champions. The record itself is, come on, Wikipedia. Um, 454 days is the record. Gunther is at 437. Now. If they want Gunther to be the overall longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time, Pedro Morales held the belt twice for a combined reign of 619. So if they want Gunther to be... So Gunther would be the longest reigning champion of the modern era plus longest reigning champion of one single reign. But if they want Pedro Morales to... Or not Pedro Morales. Gunther to beat Pedro Morales' record of combined overall longest reigning champion. That's 619. And then Miz even has... So between Miz's eight... Miz's eight intercontinental title reigns, he held the title for 597 days total. So. We got a ways to go. Maybe another 200... He's at 437 uh, now. Uh, Jonathan's asking if Chad wins, what happens after? Basically, just how every babyface champion would be. Right. Or is he asking what happens with Gunter? Because if we ask what happens with Gunter, if Gunter loses the IC title, I say for a month he just destroys people and then was like, I want Seth Rollins in the world title. It's inevitable. I mean, if that's the case, now I want him to win that title. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If he loses, I'm starting to riot. I'm starting to riot if he loses. Give Gunter the World Heavyweight Championship. Have him hold hold that belt for a thousand days. I mean, jeez. As we move forward, Judgment Day is discussing in the back who should be the tag team taking on the tag team champions later tonight. Balor thought it should be him and Dom. Priest thought it should be him and Dom. Since they're Mr. Money in the Bank, or Senior Money in the Bank, and the North American champion. And Balor seemed kind of offended by that. Because he's the only one without some sort of an accolade at the moment. Priest then asked for Dom's opinion, and Dom was like, uh, I don't know, Mommy, what should we do? And Rhea's like, you know what, I've had enough. And she just left to get ready for her match against Candice LeRae, and she told them, you better figure this out and make the right decision, or else I will. And we saw later on, she she yells at them on their way to the match. 
Speaking of yelling. I kind of like Rhea's role. Oh, yeah. In Judgment Day right now. She's basically trying to be this person, trying to keep them all together. She's the she's real leader. Like the, she, she's like the mom in every household. Like, you guys better like each other. You better like each other. Was that a new shirt she was wearing? It says Monday Night Mommy. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that either. So, speaking of screaming and yelling and not getting along, Gunter screamed at Imperium backstage before leaving. Ludwig Kaiser said he was going to make things right and asked Giovanni Vinci what he planned on doing. Vinci looked around all confused like, oh, I don't know. But Ludwig's going to fight Gable next week. This then led to a Cody Rhodes segment. Saxton interviewed Cody Rhodes. Rhodes said that Balor sat on him like he was furniture last week. Rhodes wondered what McDonough's problem was and said he looked like a Funko Pop. I guess because his head's a little bigger than his body. Rhodes didn't want to continue this backstage and had Saxton follow him through the curtain and out onto the stage. Rhodes greeted the fans in French. Rhodes also gave uh, Cole and Wade Barrett a little bit of a shout-out. Rhodes said the Judgment Day had the numbers advantage that they wouldn't hear in Quebec City. Rhodes said tonight it's all about Owens and Zane. He would have their backs if they needed it because he wants to see the Judgment Day fall. So, at that point, I was like, so is Cody going to be a ringside or not? And he wasn't. Any thoughts on this Cody segment before we get into the awesome Nakamura video? Well, I, I honestly like this segment. I like the part where they're, like, backstage and they're just walking through, like, like going into the, to like, the audience and stuff. Right. I like that. I really did. Like, it's something new, like, for people to see. And for, like, especially for, like, people who, like, don't know what it's like for like people to like like go out to the mm -hmm. audience from like a wrestler's point of view, but it gives them that good experience. Well, and they've also been doing that Cody gets interviewed on the stage thing for the last what three, four weeks? Because he's been interviewed out there by Kathy Kelly. He's been interviewed out there a couple times by Jackie Redmond. So it's been something they've been doing with Cody as far as like interviewing him on the stage in front of the people. Because Cody's the man of the people. Even though he's a nightmare, they still love him. Then we get this just awesome Shinsuke Nakamura video. I love determined, heel, Japanese-speaking Shinsuke. And they had subtitles in English, so we knew what he was saying. But Nakamura says that Seth acted like, uh, Seth acted like he had it all. But Nakamura knew his weakness. Nakamura said, what did I whisper to Seth? I know about your back. Nakamura said that Rollins' back has been, a, has been broken for many years, stating, quote, he lives in pain, and this pain creates a void inside of him that nothing can fill. No matter how successful he is, he is still in pain. He's in pain when he hugs his wife and holds his child. Rollins' worst fears were coming true because he knows Nakamura can break him once and for all. Nakamura said he had, to he had a void too. They both live by the same code that others do not. That code is displayed along the back of Seth Rollins with his tattoo. The same back that was failing him. He said Rollins tried to live by that code, but his body is crumbling under the pressure of his own vanity. Nakamura said, quote, Are you satisfied, Seth? With what you have done with your life? Nakamura said, 
he would not be satisfied until he takes this burden from Rollins and breaks him once and for all. And then he closed it by saying, watch your back. The match was then officially announced for payback. This was great. I loved this. Almost like a demented Nakamura who's like, I'm going to take everything from you to actually help you. What did you think? I loved it. This honestly reminded me like when Kenny Omega was in New Japan and like he was like first part of his promo, he would speak Japanese and towards the end, he would start speaking English. That's what this reminded me of. And I loved it. Also remember, we'll get more into this in a minute because Seth talks about his back later. He said on the Logan Paul podcast, he's been dealing with the back injury for years. Like this is something we've known. So it's not something new or a storyline. This is something real that Seth has been dealing with for a few years now. That interview was actually pretty good. Yeah. So then we had Rhea Ripley versus Candice LeRae. The match itself in a minute and 20 seconds. Candice got a little bit of offense, then got just demolished. And there we go. So then Raquel comes out with a crutch. And we all know what this means because she's been injured for weeks, but never with a crutch. So what? Is your injury getting worse? Uh-uh. She walks down with a crutch. Kind of not in a good way. Like she's not limping properly to sell it well. And then she throws the crutch at Rhea and attacks. She shows that the leg is fine. She lays out Rhea Ripley who rolls out of the ring after the two fight in the ring for a moment. Raquel then says, hey, in case you couldn't tell, I've been cleared to compete. And don't worry about anything else. I already talked to Adam Pierce. And I'm going to fight you at payback. And I'm going to take your belt. Cool. I'm nothing against Raquel. I don't see her as a champion right now. I just don't. I just see her as another chick on the roster. So she better not beat Rhea. I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far. They haven't done anything. Like, yes, she's former tag team champion. (laughs) But aside of that, what have they really done to make us care about Raquel Rodriguez? Other than she likes to show off her back and smile. I remember when they first brought her up, like she had like a decent feud with like uh, Ronda. Yeah, but other than that, it's like, okay, her and Liv were tag team champions. Her and Aaliyah were tag team champions, but not in a way that we were supposed to care or that we cared at all. It's like, I just, I mean, she's got something. I will say that she's got something, a connection with the fan base and everything. But right now they need to build her up more before they put a a title on her. So Rhea better win this. I will say Rhea should win the the first match, but maybe, maybe like depending on the type of reaction that Raquel gets at payback. Right. Maybe you'd consider putting the belt on her in the future. So Tommaso Ciampa cut a promo. He spoke about being this close against Gable, who got an icy title shot, and against Nakamura, who gets a world title shot. Ciampa didn't want to complain about being this close because he didn't want to be that guy. He came back to be the guy. He's been that guy before and was dying to buy uh, to be that guy again. Ciampa dropped a do-it-yourself line before saying he was here to, quote, Take over. So 
Another tease of DIY. He did another video where he was putting up missing Johnny Gargano flyers. So we didn't see that on Raw, but we saw it on social media. But really teasing him and Johnny getting back together. And hey, you know it's going to happen because who's not in charge right now? Vince. And what's some of the things we've seen since Vince had his back surgery? Oh, they restarted the JD McDonough stuff. Shinsuke Nakamura is now getting a push. They're using Ciampa more. So I think Vince being out of the picture for right now is going to help a number of people. I thought it was funny. I don't know if you saw this or not, but like in Johnny Gargano's like birthday photo that he posted on his Instagram, like his entire like comment section was like people tagging Ciampa saying, no. hey, we found Johnny for you. We found That's Johnny. Funny. Speaking of but yeah, like go for it. I wonder when Johnny's actually gonna come back because I know he's healthy. Oh yeah, he worked like, a couple. He's not injured. Yeah, he worked live events like three or four weeks ago. He's fine. So I wonder when he's actually gonna come back to Raw. <sighs> That's a tough one. I don't know. But speaking of social media, did you see what Trinity did to a family photo over the weekend? Uh, I don't think I did. No. So there's a family photo of like the whole family together. They're all dressed up nice and everything. And she blurred out Jay and Solo's faces. Why? Because she don't like them right now. I don't know. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up. I mean, Jay knocked her. I mean, mean, Jay kicked her husband in the head a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. Oh, 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 that's right. So she's basically going with that storyline stuff. Solo... Well, he's um, with Roman. Now I can't find the photo. Not on her Insta- Was there a Twitter then? Trinity Fatu Twitter. I saw the photo on Twitter, but I didn't know where she originally posted it. Hold on. Give me one second. It's kind of funny. Hold on. And I'll keep seeing people in the chat saying, why, why Solo? Well, Solo's with Roman, and right. Jimmy technically still doesn't like Roman Solo, so. All right, I think I might have found it. Okay, that's why I can't see it anymore, because it was on her Instagram story that's already expired. Okay, let's pull this up. Uh, boom. If you look here, actually, let's do it this way over here. Why is it not wanting to go? Okay, there we go. This is the photo in question. As you see, all the family together here. And you got Jay, no head. Solo, no head. It's kind of hard. Oh, here we go. Zoom in a little more. But yeah. Right there, but she took, basically, she poured them out so bad that their heads disappeared. But she's just playing up storylines. But as we move forward, back talking Monday Night Raw... 
Miz came out and said he was a trendsetter, while LA Knight would be remembered as a blimp, blip on the radar. Miz rambled about the same things he always does before, saying he got to handpick his opponent tonight. Somebody stronger, faster, better, bigger than, um, what's his name? LA Knight ever faced. And out would come Akira Tazawa. Like, oh, Lord. Also, Mr. Bang says, was Jimmy in that photo? Yeah, well, let me pull it back up really fast. Jimmy was with Trinity on the right side. Right here, look. Jimmy's right here. There's Trin. There's Jimmy. But as far as all this does go, Kira Dezawa entered. Miss called Dezawa a former 24-7 champion. And it was unfortunate that the title doesn't exist anymore. Just like, well, LA Knight. Because he said, he said the title was a throwback to the Attitude Era, and that's what LA Knight is. Miz asked Tozawa some questions, and Tozawa kept responding, yeah, 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 which eventually pissed off the Miz. And then we got a seven and a half minute match, well, almost seven and a half minutes, Kira Tozawa versus the Miz. The Knight entered as the match had started. This distraction allowed Tozawa to dropkick Miz out of the ring and hit a suicide dive. Knight tossed some tissues at the Miz. I found this very funny. And as a fan of heels, I found that as like a heels reference, kind of. Because there's a scene in season one where the crowd throws the little tissues at one of the, the top wrestlers. Anyways, spoiler. Uh, Miz was in control after a commercial break. Tozawa fought back and Miz got his knees up on a diving senton attempt. Miz then started yelling at Knight. So Tozawa just rolled him up and pinned him to pick up the victory. Not much to the match at all. It went seven, almost seven and a half minutes and nothing to it. What'd you think? I mean, yeah, really nothing to it. You want to know something? You know, with WWE always sending like guys back to NXT, they, uh -huh. they should honestly consider sending Akira Tozawa back down to NXT. I feel like that'd really benefit him. Yes, I agree. So then afterwards, Miz is arguing with the referee. LA Knight comes in, hits him with the BFT, the blunt force trauma, and the crowd goes wild. They love them some LA Knight. Yeah. I, so then, I still kept seeing people on Twitter complaining why he lost Austin Theory last Friday. Yeah. It was I inevitable. Mean, it was literally just storyline with for him and the Miz. It wasn't like just him losing a regular match or anything. Exactly. Hey, remember the last person that had a big feud with The Miz? He ended up getting a world title shot. Logan Paul. Logan Paul beat The Miz at SummerSlam last year and then challenged Roman Reigns in Saudi for the belt. So maybe this is leading to LA Knight challenging Roman Reigns for the belt. Which we all know he'll, he's probably going to lose that. Oh, for sure. So McIntyre and Riddle are in the back, and McIntyre's kind of like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a tag team. I don't want to do it anymore. He said it was fun, but not what he wants. This then led to the New Day popping up, and they were like, whoa, whoa, you guys did good out there. We really enjoyed facing you, and we would love to do it again. Next week, we're going to face the Viking Raiders, but after that, we'd love a rematch. Also, we've got a, a suggestion for your tag team name, Mick Riddle. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of dumb. Riddle loved it, though. McIntyre, I couldn't really gauge it. Like, he didn't think it was bad. <coughs> Woods then, like I said, offered them a rematch over the next couple of weeks. Riddle asked McIntyre to team up again. McIntyre just left without giving him an answer. And they did this dumb thing where they were like, yeah, fist bump. So then Drew fist bumps them. Riddle then puts his hand on top of them. They all look at him like, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, I win. Scissor or paper covers rock. And I'm like, they're just making this guy dumber and dumber every freaking week. So yeah, it really looks like uh, Drew don't want to be a tag team and Riddle's about to get his ass beat. I keep thinking Drew McIntyre is going to turn heel on Riddle. Yep. Like, does Drew, did Drew ever say, like, he didn't, like, want to turn heel or something? Drew had mentioned in a recent interview that if he were to, he would want it to be for the right reasons and the perfect story. <clears throat> he basically you feel like said, this would be, like, the perfect story? Well, if it's going to lead to him challenging Seth for the belt. He basically said he doesn't want to do anything anymore in his career in WWE if there's not like a flushed out purpose and story. Like he doesn't want to just go in week to week just doing random stuff. So, we'll I see. Mean, I don't think some of the stuff that he's been doing recently has been like all random. I mean, no. he had a match at WrestleMania <clears throat> against Gunther for the IC title. Yeah, the triple threat was Sheamus. Yeah, so that wasn't random at all. No. So Ripley is in the back. She asked Priest if they made a decision. Priest said no because Balor didn't trust him and wanted to go talk to JD. Priest didn't really trust Balor either, though. Ripley was annoyed and said that they're going to do things her way. She left without explaining what that means. So out would come Becky Lynch. She said the person who is considered the best ever comes down to legacy. Lynch said her legacy wouldn't be defined by wins and losses or even by championships. It would be defined by her survival. She can break her bones and, put, and get put on the shelf, but she's always going to come back. She said, I'm unstoppable. Not because she's always won, but because she's always willing to fight. Lynch said that she had Trish in a cage at payback, but still had an issue to settle with Zoe Stark. This then led to Trish and Zoe coming out. Stratus said that she was happy to be north of the border, away from these USA holes. And then she looked over at Zoe, and Zoe didn't even sell it like, hey, I'm a USA hole. That was kind of a missed opportunity. Stratus then turned on the city going, yeah, but I'm here in Quebec City. It's not like I'm even in actual Quebec or Toronto. Uh, they booed her. She said some Maple Leafs references. I don't follow hockey, so I don't know. I think she mentioned, mentioned uh, Justin Trudeau. And yeah. Uh, the crowd chanted something in French. I don't know what. Stratus, who claims she didn't understand, said something back to them in French. Stratus said that she would prove that she was the greatest her generation and the current. Stratus said a payback. She'd get her payback and do it in her first ever cage match. She admitted that she was a little scared, but she was scared when she debuted 24 years ago, 24, or no, at 24 years old with no experience, and she killed it. She said she was scared when she first main-evented WrestleMania, and she killed it. Stratus once again found herself in a position where she had to prove herself. She was sick of having to prove herself, and Lynch 
would be would see a side of her that we've never seen before. Try so said that Lynch should be scared because, well, quote, you're not going to survive this one, bitch. Both companies, both AEW and WWE, using that word bitch a lot recently. Kind of noticed that. Lynch then pretended to be well, they used it a lot on collision right. last Saturday. So uh, Lynch pretended to be scared and announced that she'll be facing Zoe next week in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Any thoughts on the segment? Again, it's a Becky, it's a Becky Trish segment. It was just there. No heat, no real anything special. I know a lot of people are gonna get bored of me saying this, but I'm just ready to be done with the Trish and Becky stuff. For I sure. thought tonight was this, like no, like I thought tonight was the steel cage match. That's what I thought. No, they never I, said when. Well, when they said that last week, like that made me assume that it was going to be like tonight. Yeah, but yeah, they never actually said when until tonight. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's done after payback. Byron Saxton interviewed Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, the tag team champions. Green called him Brian. And she rambled on for a bit before Niven cut her off. And yeah, cool. We then had a minute and a half match. Non-title. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven against Caden Carter and Katana Chance. I'm going to say right now, I like this duo of Chelsea and Piper. Because we got the whining, nagging, whatever Chelsea. And then the, I'm just going to beat people's ass and be the one in charge of this team, Piper Niven. So I'm, I'm really liking it already after a week or so. Carter and Chance hit a nice double-team move on Green, but she wasn't a legal person. Niven then took him, uh, took out Carter and pinned her after a running crossbody. No, pinned Katana after a running crossbody. So, yeah. The match ends. Piper grabs Chelsea, throws her over her shoulder, and just walks out with her. I thought that was funny as hell. I'm a fan of it. So then... Me, pers- me personally, I don't really know how I like it, but... I liked Sonya and, and uh, Chelsea better, yeah. though. Give it time. We'll see where it goes. I guess. Then speaking of something I loved, Seth Rollins' interview. Man, was this promo great. So Jackie Redman interviewed Seth Rollins. He said he wanted to hear the crowd sing his, uh, crowd sing his song before moving on to Nakamura. Rollins said that Nakamura caught him off guard last week when he brought up his back injury. He said it was something that he really wasn't willing to talk about. But admitted, yeah, I got two fractures in my lumbar spine. But the weird thing when he goes, it's not something I like to talk about publicly. You talked about it on the goddamn Impulsive podcast, bud. Anyways, Rollins says he's been living with this for four years and it doesn't get better on its own. It just gets worse. He didn't know how much longer he could keep going at this level, but it was part of the gig. It was also part of the gig if Nakamura wanted to play mind games and take shots at him. Um, but if Nakamura wanted to bring up his wife and his daughter, well, he better be prepared to face him man to man. Rollins questioned if Nakamura wanted this because he wasn't even here tonight. He's millions or thousands of miles away. Rollins invited Nakamura to play some mind games next week on Raw. Rollins said that he would be in the center of the ring, dressed to the nines, listening to the crowd sing his song and the world title around his waist. I thought this was great. This was 
awesome. Also, Nakamura's currently in Japan. Over the weekend, he was hanging out with Yoshitatsu, Kazuchika Okada, and Takeshita. What'd you think of Seth's promo? Oh, yeah, I liked it. I really did. I'm, I hope that Shinsuke versus Seth is the main event payback. It has to be. Well, Roman's not working that show, so I would assume. Don't give me Jimmy and Jay. Or Jimmy or Jay and Solo or something. No. Put this world title match as the main event. I agree. I'm pretty sure a lot of people like in WWE are like waiting are like begging for like Jimmy and Jay to be at Mania. That can't happen. That's seven. You really want this to get stretched for another seven months? September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. Eight months? Seven and a half? Oh boy. No, no, no. Or do you know what they could do? Let's say they do a match at like extreme rules and then they just like hold it off. So, and like wait Got it. do another one at Mania. Survivor and Series. They can do that. Survivor Series. War Games. Team Jimmy versus Team J. Who would be on each team though? Oh, I have no clue. I feel like War Games should had should have something to do with the Judgment Day this year. Yeah, me too. Maybe that's like because like the blood bloodline is no longer a thing, right? So. Maybe like that's the match that gets Judgment Day back on track or something. Oh, okay, no, they kick out Damien, add JD, and then it's the Judgment Day versus Team Damien Priest. That'd be cool. And but like that'd be like Damien and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and then Cody. Cody didn't get to do... Cody's still never done a War Games. He was supposed to do it in AEW. Then the pandemic hit. He didn't get to be in it last year because he was injured. Cody still needs to do a damn War Games match. Yeah, but that would only be like three people on Judgment Day, though. You could so add, add one, one more person. You can add one more. But regardless, it's like, okay, if that's the route they would go, how do you convince Babyface as a team with Damien after he's been... Screwing with them for so long as a heel in Judgment Day. That's the big question. I mean, I'm sure they'll just be like, like, hey, I'm sorry, but let's take down the Judgment Day. And they can right. be like, all right, let's do it. So. Um, announced for next week. False count anywhere. Becky Lynch and Zoe Stark. Chad Gable will also take on Ludwig Kaiser. They'll be in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, man, they're going to be in Memphis. Please bring Honky Tonk Man to this show and have him have some sort of a thing with uh, uh, Gunther over the icy title record. That would be cool. I think he lives in Memphis. I'm sitting sit in the crowd watching what, like Gunther's match or something. Well, um, Gunther, I don't think, has a match because it's Kaiser. And unless he faces uh, Otis again. I'm face Otis or like somebody else. He doesn't live, Honky Tonk doesn't live in, well, hold on, no, 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 that's, that's where he was born. I don't know where he lives. I'm pretty sure he still lives in Tennessee, though. Uh, so moving forward, we had a non-title match. Damian Priest to Finn Balor because the tag team champions, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Priest entered. This was great. I love this. So Priest enters, and immediately we see Rhea Basically dragging Finn out there. She's got him by the arm, pulling him. 
And she's like, I don't care what you guys do. Get out there. You're teaming together. You're going to fight. You're going to win. Go. And she's just like telling them what to do. Like, I'm over it. Quit the bitching. Do what I say. There's your real leader of Judgment Day. We've been asking who the leader is. It's got dang Rhea Ripley. She's got all these men doing what she says, which they should be. Oh, yeah. If you had to pick a leader, it'd probably be Rhea, which I know they keep saying that I, there's no leader here. We're all equals and stuff, and we're just like people who like stick together. Right. Which I actually like factions like that i really do mm. like i really like that compared to like just having one person and then like everyone else is like the servants to them well this match itself only goes two and a half minutes owens was all over ballard to the delight of the crowd priest grabbed his briefcase and zane decked him mcdonough then tried sliding the briefcase into Balor, but owens would grab it and just say screw it right in front of the referee Hits Balor right in the face with it. Ref calls for the DQ. Judgment Day wins. Judgment Day then swarmed the ring. Owens and Zayn were getting, you know, overwhelmed. Till out would come Cody Rhodes with his weight belt. And he started whipping Dom with the weight belt. And he cleared the ring. Rhodes then challenged them to a six-man. Adam Pierce came out, said, yeah, let's do it. And then we go to commercial. We come back, and the match itself is already going on. It's Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Against Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and Dominic Mysterio. This match goes just shy of 14 and a half minutes. So Judgment Day took turns hitting moves on Owens until Ripley, who body slammed him at ringside, uh, kind of put them more in, in control as we go to a break. Um, after the break, Owens dropped Balor on the announce desk, but Priest tagged in and prevented a tag. Crowd chanted for Owens, who super kicked Balor. Balor fell into Rhodes, who fell off the apron. Zayn made a tag and hammered away a priest and then knocked his partners off the apron. Zayn gave Priest a tornado DDT and got a two off of it. Balor distracted the referee, allowing Ripley to yank Zayn off the top rope. Priest followed this up with a big old choke slam, a South of Heaven choke slam, but Owens barely broke the hold up or broke up the pin. Owens then chucked Balor out of the ring, but Priest clotheslined Owens. Dom tagged in, but Zayn got his knees up on a frog splash attempt. Rhodes then appeared on the apron, and Zayn made the tag. The hot tag, that is. Rhodes hit Dom with a, des- a d- d- disaster kick before hitting both Dom and Priest with a double Cody cutter. Cody then gave Balor a crossroads before Dom tried a schoolboy for a two. Rhodes then gave Dom a crossroads. Zayn then gave Dom a halluva kick, and Owens finished him off with a stunner and the pinfall victory. So the match ends. Not much of a post-match, really. Judgment Day try to run off. Sammy grabs the mic and says, Hey, Judgment Day, better, ne- lux- better luck next time. Hey, bud. Zane then thanks the crowd and posed with the title belts as the babyfaces embraced at the end of the show. What do you think of the main event? Oh, I, I thought the main event was good. I really did. And I like, I really like that they still kept that like hometown, like, like connection to like Sammy. I really did. Here's my question to you, and I saw some people ask this on Twitter: Are you happy with what they're doing with Cody Rhodes, or does this feel random as they're trying to just stretch out whatever Cody's going to do till whenever Cody's ready for Roman or Roman's ready for Cody? Because I saw some people go, 
oh, this again? Why is Cody involved? What does this even have to do with anything? Like, they're just trying to find random things for Cody to do. I don't believe it's random. I mean, I feel like if Cody was in, involved with any other title, I feel like, to me, that would hurt Cody because he keeps saying that, like, I have to be Roman to finish the story. And I feel like if he went after like, any other title in WWE, it would feel like a consolation prize to me. So I feel like having him keep doing, like, these rivalry matches so and have him win these matches so it, it would make him look good from whenever, like, he goes back to Roman. Right. And like, I do you get- agree? No, I get that. But at the same time, it's like, well, they can just do like a Brock Lesnar thing where Cody's talking and someone just randomly attacks him and they start a feud from there. Because I, I do feel like it's a slight bit random that he's helping Sammy and Kevin. Like, why, though? I get it. He teamed with, ju- or, or he faced Judgment Day more Dom at Money in the Bank, but that was like months ago. So it's not like Judgment Day's been messing with him. That's the whole thing. It's like, ah, I, I don't mind it. But I would like something more solid for Cody, if that makes sense. I'll just give it time, though. Right, of course. But with that, guys, that is everything that did take place tonight on Monday Night Raw. And with that, you know what we 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 thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Monday Night Raw as we go and look at the polls. So let's refresh all of these. Refresh, refresh. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 100% liked the show. Looking over at the Twitter poll. Wow. 45% thought it was just all right. 43% liked the show. And 10% didn't like Raw. Looking at the YouTube community poll. That's weird. Hold on, let me refresh it again. There we go. Uh, the community poll, 69% liked it. 24% thought it was just all right. And 7% didn't like it. Some of the comments says, I loved it. Great watch. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I liked Raw. Person says, decent show. Gable should have won the belt. Another one says, 8 out of 10. And this person says, 5 out of 10. Not reading the last comment. I don't care if you watched the freaking show or not. I didn't ask if you watched or didn't watch. Looking at the YouTube live poll, 69% liked it, 28% thought it was just all right, and 4% didn't like the show. So with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Also, WrestleQuest is available. You can now install it on Steam go do so in about an hour or so i'm going to jump live right here youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited and twitch.tv forward slash timmy buddy we're going to play some wrestle quest so in about an hour or so i should be live streaming some wrestle quest right here on youtube and then the timmy buddy twitch so that should be fun but luke tell them they can find you <clears throat> you can find me over at twitter x at petky underscore 21 and you can also find me over at Twitch at the Luke Petkey. With that, guys, have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your evening, actually. Have a great rest of your week. And I'll see you back here Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. Or maybe in a little while when we play some WrestleQuest. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>